All right. <laughs> Thanks for letting me speak to you guys. Um, a little bit nervous. But um, thanks for letting me speak to you guys. I just really appreciate it, and um, I'm just going to go for it. So I really just wanted to share some places where the Lord's been growing me and teaching me in the area of trust and trusting him. And um, he's been continually drawing me to Psalm 28. Um, It's a really good psalm. And I'll share it with you in a moment. But first off, I just wanted to share a, a quote that just jumped out to me from a friend of mine. He was preaching a sermon in California, and it's very simple. He just said, um, oh, I got nothing. We got nothing. It's okay. Um, but I kind of need it to bear with me just for a second. If it doesn't work, then I'll just not do any slides, and that's okay. Got it? Great. Sweet. Our job as believers is to believe, and it seems so simple, and it just hit me a smack dab in the face. I was like, wow, I'm making this way harder than it, than it needs to be. Like, our job as believers, we are called believers, followers of the way, um, of Jesus, and we're called to believe in Jesus. So let's believe. Let's just believe. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of like the, a premise to like how I wanted to share with you guys. And I know it's not going to be very polished because I've never done anything quite like this, but I'm just going to read Psalm 28 and just listen. Um, to you, O Lord, I call my rock, be not deaf to me. This is David speaking. Lest, if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands toward your most holy sanctuary. Do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil, who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their hearts. Give to them according to their work and according to the evil of their deeds, Give to them according to the work of their hands. Render them their due reward. Because they do not regard the works of the Lord or the work of his hands, he will tear them down and build them up no more. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts and with my song I give thanks to him. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. I'm also going to read Proverbs 4.23, which is also key to trusting. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. I'm going to go back to verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exults and with my song I give thanks to him. This is like the blueprint for the past 10 months. This has been the blueprint of how I handle like whenever anxiety strikes my heart or like a situation comes up and I'm like terrified. Um, Whether it be I don't know how to pay my bills or I don't know how to 
handle this work situation. I remember that the Lord is my strength. He is my shield. In him, my heart trusts, and I am helped. Then my heart exults, and with my song, this is the response. I give thanks to him. Um, so yeah, this is like the blueprint for anxious moments. Um, and uh, this, uh, I'll just get right into it. Here we go. This is my first point, and that <laughs> real basic for you guys. <laughs> Trust is the natural environment of the resurrected heart. And I just want to remind you guys that as new creations in Christ, he has given us a new heart and put a new spirit within us. He has removed from us our heart of stone and given us a heart of flesh. And so what once used to be unnatural to trust God now becomes natural. I know sometimes it doesn't, the, your circumstance doesn't always, or your experience doesn't always reflect that, but trust is the natural environment that our hearts were made to operate in. God's intention for us is to trust his character and his intentions, to wholeheartedly believe what he says, and to freely experience his goodness towards us. It's like, um, the way I think about it is like negative space, so just imagine like the trust, your heart trusting is like a blank canvas. Um, and then you have like maybe like the cares of life try to get on the canvas and block some view. And then you have lies or deception or uh, fears or the enemy will just try to throw uh, circumstances in your way and it'll kind of get all over this canvas. But if you were to peel that all away and, and, and see what was underneath, like, trust is, like, what's supposed to be there. And once you get to that place of trust, if you've been anxious for a long time, if, you, if you've been worried and you return to that place of trust, you're like, oh, man, this is what it's supposed to be like. It's that simple? Duh. Like, I've been trying to work it out in my head. I've been trying to, like, figure out all these things, trying to figure out how to follow Jesus, trying to figure out how to do all this complicated stuff that I'm making more complicated. But then when you peel that all back, our hearts were made to, to like learn, learn and uh, speak the language of trust. Um, and so I did a little word search, uh, word lookup of trust, and it's the Hebrew word, batach, and it means to have confidence, to be bold, to cause to trust, to make secure. Nothing wishy-washy about that. To have confidence... In someone or something is to have a deep conviction with no confliction in your heart. Confidence sometimes, uh, sometimes can be perceived as cockiness or arrogance, but it's not. True confidence does not have pride. It's um, absolute surrender to the Lord and what he wants to do, an absolute conviction that what he says is true and that who he is is really, really good. Um, so yeah, let's trust the Lord. We're, we'll get into that more. Um, I'll confess I'm having a hard time trusting the Lord right now as I'm really nervous, but I'm going to trust. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to trust.
You guys are my family. God loves me no matter what. So let's go. Also, one thing that came to mind, um, this is a little, this has to do with trust, but um, a worship leader named Jonathan Helser, he's the guy who wrote No Longer Slaves, he, uh, um, he says that the Father's call and the Father's plan for your life and your greatest moments of uh, destiny lay right beyond like a moment. Uh, they lay right beyond your fear, like where the enemy will try to strike fear into your heart is where you were made for greatness. And so um, the enemy will do anything he can to derail your trust in him, derail your trust in the church or people that you trust. Um, He'll try to cause bitterness and and fear and anything he can, Um, but he doesn't have the victory. We trust in our God. Um, Secondly, God asks for our trust, our belief, our faith, and our confidence. And from that place of trust, our obedience flows. It's not like pride from, it just flows. Like when we fully trust God, and I've experienced this in my own life, and I'm sure many of you have, but I just want to encourage you, um, if life uh, following Jesus has been a struggle or it's felt like rules or regulations or just I just can't get quite there to that place of peace or trust. Um, and I can't just, I keep sinning or I keep this or that. Like, just remember that God wants our trust first and then obedience follows. It's like, um, let me read. Um, yeah, I'll read back. If we look back in the second section of Psalm 28, David has something to say about that. Do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil, who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their heart. They're like speaking peace and and like good things, and they're like obeying, they're obeying the Lord with by speaking peace to their neighbors, but there's evil in their hearts. Um, Put it another way, in Isaiah, um, in Isaiah. 29.13, and the Lord said, because the people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips while their hearts are far from me and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. In other words, you can speak peace with your neighbor uh, and still have evil in your heart and you can honor the Lord with your lips and try to obey and go, go through all the hoops and somehow it still doesn't work. And God doesn't want your obedience if your heart isn't in it. He wants your heart and um, that's what he's been teaching me. Um, so, um, yeah, <laughs> back, to, back to this. From this place, God just wants our obedience. God just wants our obedience. He wants our heart. And our obedience is like a, uh, a reflection of our heart trust. Um, <laughs> Yeah, if, if we were to just obey and not have a heart to please him, um, that would be hypocrisy. So let's not be hypocrites. <laughs> so if, if you are, if that has been your experience, I just encourage you that God loves you and he wants to bring you to a place of relationship with him and not follow 
rules just for rules' sake or to get in his good graces because he's already lavished his grace on you. And there's nothing else you have to do to earn it. He just asks for just surrendered trust. Um, and this is like, this is the thing for me that I really like felt compelled to share with you guys that when I read it, I don't think it was just grammar. I think God uses grammar in certain translations to help us along and share different points. Um, that parentheses is, is my addition. But um, if we go back, in the very act of trusting God, our heart is already helped. And what I mean by that is that circumstances in your life may appear to be the same, um, but in trusting, in the very act of your heart choosing to trust God, like, your heart is helped. Like, that's where the turning point is, is when we stop, whenever there's an anxious moment or a circumstance that we can't overcome in our own strength, we turn to God and, and we ask God, um, God, will you help me to trust you? And then he comes and he helps us, and he helps us to trust him. Um, yeah, I think I, I'm kind of mechanical like this because this is new to me, but I really got, I just want you guys to get it that like, that's where the help comes. Yeah, like he will come and meet your physical need, but he really wants your heart to be pure and he really wants your heart to not be anxious. Sorry. <laughs> when I'll share just a, uh, a testimony in my own life that when me and Hannah were um, praying about moving, um, when we were praying about having a child, when we had a child, and we were praying about moving, and then we were praying about having getting a house and then finding a house and then trying to close on a house. Um, there were just so many, so many like places where the blessings of God were like, we're just really blessed guys. But like the blessings of God felt like a burden because like all these responsibilities kept coming. And, uh, and God just like really values our heart to trust him and like to not be anxious but just to relax. And not only that, but to have boldness. I don't know if you remember the, the definition of trust, but it meant to, to be confident, to have confidence in, to be bold in, um, and to share. To share. <laughs> um, so uh, we were, Hannah and I were trying to close on the house that we uh, put in an offer on. And um, there was this document that was just holding up the whole process. And it depended, there was nothing that we could do. There was, uh, there were like seven or eight different people in this whole process. And they were all like different moving parts, you know. Buying a house is complicated. And I had no idea. Like I knew, I knew people talked about it, that it was complicated. But um, when you have like documents that need to be notarized from Lithuania and shipped overnight over the seas and, be translated into English, like it gets complicated. And uh, we, we, um, we, I was having a really hard time trusting the Lord to come through because um, 
there were things that the Lithuanian notary like didn't normally do that if they didn't normally do it, then we wouldn't have a house. I'll just put it that simply, like without going into all the boring detail. Like if we, there's nothing, there's nothing I can do to change the notary of Lithuania, like the clay put out of Lithuania. I can't change their minds. I don't speak Lithuanian. And uh, yeah, so I really just had to trust God. Hannah had to trust God that, um, that things would go through and that, and we just decided to put our trust in the Lord. And it was hard because there were like anxiety would try to come and would just be like, trust in me, trust in the fear and the circumstance that's trying to, you know, that is, that is true. But um, I was just drawn to this verse and um, Hannah and I were continually uh, encouraged by the Holy Spirit to just trust in him, just trust in him. Um, and, it got to a point where we were supposed to close on Friday, this past Friday, and we didn't know if the document that had we had shipped overnight from Lithuania would um, count, I guess, for our lender, if they would approve of it or not. Uh, and if they didn't approve of it, then we would be up the creek without a paddle. My mom would have to fly to the States and pay over a grand and take time off of her work to like come here and do this one thing. Um, and it's just crazy. Like, we decided to trust in the Lord, and our hearts were already helped before we even hit the road. But we decided to hit the road and go to the closing in Michigan before we heard word from the lender if it would be approved. We're like, we're just going to go because we feel like the Lord's given us the okay to go. And when we got there, um, we st- <laughs> up to the very closing, right, babe? Like, basically, I mean, uh, there's, like, tons of details, but, like, our lender and our title company had a miscommunication, and even up to the very signing, people didn't know what was going on, but we were able to sign the papers, and we still have, yeah, yes, praise God, we were able to sign the papers, so we're halfway through the process, and the rest will be done on Tuesday, because Monday is Columbus Day, it's a holiday, Um, but, yeah, that, it was just crazy, like, at every turn, like, I could, it was just crazy, just the battle for my heart to, to take its eyes off of Jesus, to take its uh, praise and worship and bring it towards the enemy and the circumstances of life rather than Jesus and what he's going to do and what he's capable of and what he's promised to us. So all that to say, circumstances may appear to be the same, but in trusting, our heart gets to move back. In trusting, God helps our heart um, to move into back to its natural state of trust. Um, yeah. And then lastly, this isn't going to be a long message. I hope it's not long. Uh, I don't know what time it is, but finally, I just wanted to tell you that trusting in the Lord is a primary way to guard your heart because when you trust in God, your heart is helped. And when I looked at the word for help in, in the Old Testament, I did like a word search. And like 99% of the time, all the context was like in regards to like military help, like so-and-so sent aid, sent help and troops to defend this place or this person um, all over. And it also carries the connotation of being guarded or surrounded. Um, so it just like struck me that like trusting the Lord is, is the way, like, when we trust in the Lord, our heart is helped. 
Like our heart is already helped. Um, and then from that, you have a guarded heart, not with like walls or barriers, but you have a guarded heart by, because you've been trusting the Lord. Um, and that's like where we want to be as Christians, where we want to be as followers of Jesus, because it's not about things that we do or just like rules and regulations. It's about walking with Jesus and getting to know him more each day. Um, so, yeah, and, and that ties into Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart, guard your heart, have your heart helped with all diligence, for from it flows the wellspring of life or the springs of life. Because God, God knew that from our heart, our heart is the only place that can trust God. Like our mind, our mind can kind of like do it, but our mind really is there to like lead our heart into trusting. So, um, yeah, God cares about our heart trust. Um, said it about a million times. So, trusting the Lord guards our hearts from lies, offenses, bitterness, deception, the fear of man. He's like, it's almost like the trust of the Lord is, is guarding your heart. Like, because you believe what he says about you and you, and you have such confidence in his character. We have such confidence in his character that um, that is our boundary, you know? Like, uh, one example, um, if I'm worried about finances in my heart or in my mind, my heart gets anxious and my mind, like, thinks about finances in a way that are man-centered and worry and fear-centered, that is me going beyond the boundary of trusting God. But if I were to stay in the boundary of trusting the Lord, I would know at, right at that moment when fear is trying to get at me, no, I'm going to trust the Lord. That's, that's going to keep my heart pure towards him. And my heart is going to stay fixed on him. Hmm. So I'll do like a little recap because I know that it probably wasn't the best like laid out or anything, but um, I'll just do a little recap for you guys so that we can then respond. So trust is the natural environment of the resurrected heart. That's where we were made to live from. That's where life comes from because our heart, from our heart comes springs of life. Um, and uh, that's the way God always wanted it to be was a relationship with him so we can get to know him and lean on him and depend on him, to have confidence in him. God asks for our trust and our faith and our belief and our confidence in him. And from that place of trust, obedience will follow out of a proper place and not out of this uh, man-pleasing uh, lip service kind of a thing. And then, in the very act of trusting God, our heart is helped. That's where the transaction takes place, where when we surrender to God, peace comes. And it's just crazy. I can worry about a situation all day, and then as soon as I grind to a halt and just, like, stop, and I'm like, God, please help. Just please help. He just answers us. It's just crazy. He just answers us. Um, and peace comes. And trusting the Lord is a primary way 
to guard your heart. Because when you trust in God, your heart is already helped. It's guarded. It's secure. And you can live freely from a place of trust, from a place of life, um, with, a, with a heart that's focused on Jesus. Um, so how do we respond to that? Um, we respond, I'll tell you. Also, side note. No, I'm not going to side note. That's distracting. <laughs> I'm getting right to the clincher here. Uh, how do we, I want to I wanna invite us all into an activation because we can hear stuff. We can even hear the word of God and just kind of just go right on to lunch and just, yeah. So I, I want to invite you guys to an altar call. And if, Cody, if you wouldn't mind hopping on the keys. And we're just going to spend a few minutes um, praying. And if you'd like, I invite you guys to come forward if you, if you want to participate. You don't have to come forward if you, if you want to participate, but I encourage you to. Um, yeah, I just, I want to share with you just a few ways that I found helped me uh, grow in trust in my, in my belief in God and confidence in who he is and in my faith. Uh, first off, we can ask the Father. I'm actually just going to go to these scriptures because they're really good, and I also didn't write them down. <laughs> so James 1.17 says, Oh, no, that's totally wrong. Whoa. Whoa. That's a, well, that's a good verse, too. Let's read that. Every good and pr- every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation of shadow due to change. Oh, well, that has to do with trust. God doesn't change. Yeah. All right. I see you. Yeah, God doesn't change based on, like, the state of our heart. He just wants to let us know that he's faithful. And uh, there's no shadow of variation or change. But what I meant to say... Um, do you know this, Brad? Um, anyone who asks in faith, ask uh, if you are doubting. Yeah, what's that one? It's like in the same chapter. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, 1-5. Okay, James 1-5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. But if we do ask in faith, he is faithful and just to answer us. So we can just ask the Father. We can give glory to God. Romans 4.20 it's another thing in this, in Romans 4.20, where like the grammar of the phrase just like jumped out to me. And it says, no, uh, speaking of Abraham, when he was believing for God to fulfill his promises through his offspring, um, no unbelief made him waver or concerning the, uh, sorry, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God 
but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. And it says, he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. So when we give glory to God, when we praise God, when we look at God, when we turn our affections to God like we do in worship, our faith grows. It can't help but grow. Um, and that's just really encouraging to me because it's like sometimes you got to like just start singing and you're not really there. You're not really fully engaged. But then as you sing, as you meditate, as you look slowly but surely, you start to see God more. And slowly but surely, your gaze starts to uh, shift from a self-centered place to a let me look at God and let me glorify him. Let me thank him for everything that he's done. I remember the works of your hand. I ponder it day and night. And God's like built faith. God's built faith into my life through that. Um, when we hear and share testimonies, um, Acts 16, 5. Hmm. So the churches were strengthened in the faith as they increased in numbers daily. I really didn't do a great job of, like, totally seeing where to start these verses. But they were strengthened. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that earlier in the chapter they were sharing testimonies. They were sharing testimonies, and the churches were strengthened in the faith. I'm not entirely sure, but if you read chapter 16, you'll find out. There's the, there's the save. <laughs> but you could write that one down. Romans 1.12 says, um, that is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. This is talk, Paul talking to the Romans. Um, so, they mutually encouraged each other. They were mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So when we hear the testimony of what God's doing in somebody else's life, and when we share the testimony of what God's doing in our life, we get a chance to hear it too. And it's not just in our head, not just in our experience. Um, and then when we go to Hebrews 12 too, that's a popular verse, we're reminded that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. So... Jesus sustains us. He's, the, he's literally the author of our faith. So when we think that we have to like muster up our own faith and we try to make a checklist out of all these things that, oh, we just got to build our faith. We just got to, you know, like muscle it out. Take a step back. God is the author and the finisher. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so lastly, I just want to draw you to Romans 10, 17. And then we'll, we'll pray. Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes by, from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. I think more than anything in my life, hearing the word of God has been the thing that has birthed more faith in me to trust the Lord, to be convinced and bold in what he's called us to do, and, and how he lavishes his love on us. And so I just want to invite you guys to, um, to activate faith today. 
And let's start. We can do that all corporately by praying. Um, but then I also want to invite you guys to find a new way that maybe that you haven't uh, thought of in a while. Maybe there's something on that list that you're like, oh, I haven't shared a testimony in a while, or I haven't even heard what God's doing in other people's lives because I've just been so busy. Um, I encourage you guys to ask the Holy Spirit to highlight one one or more. Uh, we'll start with one. <laughs> Let's start with one way in which um, he wants to build faith in you and grow faith in you. Did you want to say something? Yeah, let's say something real quick. Yeah. I'm going to give it back to Michael for... The altar call. This is your first message you preached, but your second altar call. That's good. I'm so proud of you. And I think Michael's demonstrating something this morning that I think is really connected, and I just want to point this out, highlight it. That trust doesn't mean we don't feel nervous. Trust is being confident enough to take a step. You know, it's like, Walking by faith doesn't mean, I'm going to walk by faith as soon as the road rises up to meet me. As soon as I see the road rise up to meet me, then I'll put my foot down. Walking in faith and trust didn't mean waiting until you weren't nervous to do this. You exercised it. So you were exercising trust today. And you didn't sound mechanical in that last thing. Are you telling us all about how excited you are? So you may have been kind of like, wondering and evaluating, how does this sound? What are they thinking? But you exercise faith by being willing to take a step without knowing how it was gonna go. And I heard things you've talked about for the last couple years, coming out of your heart, bubbling out of your heart. So I really wanna ask Michael, I mean, I wanna do this activation, but I wanna ask you to pray from a place of impartation. When Mike and old, Michael and I took a walk about three or four weeks ago, and we were talking about this, and he's like, oh, I'm trying to think what I'm going to share about it. I said, well, share something where there's fruit in your life. This area of trusting God, about leaning not on our understanding. Let's, here's the deal. God's design for us is different than what most of us have experienced. Psalm 22 says that God's design is that we learn trust on our mother's breast. That means from before you knew how to think, trust was the natural environment of your heart. But how many of you have ever struggled with the thought of like, trusting God kind of seems irresponsible? Anybody? It's kind of like the way the world thinks is that if I really trust God like Michael's talking about, then that is, goes against what I think responsibility means. So as we like pray today and as we activate today, there's been fruit in your life for this area. There's gonna be more fruit because you're gonna have other places. Like this is not gonna like, oh, I'm, I'm done learning to trust God now. I'm, it's all downhill from here. No, this will be another opportunity, but you pray for us with confidence, okay? I'm proud of you. Thank you for sharing. Can everybody stand up? Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. I just got, I felt like God said to do it right now. So thanks for trusting me as I'm trusting him. Um, I just need to edify you that, you know, I know how nerve wracking it is to come up and speak, you know, um, but you have to know that like you, you, no matter how you feel like this went, like 
if it wasn't for anyone else at all, it was for me like a thousand percent. This is wrecking my heart. So I just, I felt like the Lord wanted to honor you publicly and just strip down that, just as another way of all of this and the trust and all of that for you to know that you were trusting the Lord and being obedient out of trust. Like, (laughs) it's the foolish things that confound the wise. You know, (laughs) if (laughs) you... We had a saying in the drama company, if you feel stupid doing it, you're probably doing it right because you're actually expressive. You're, oh, yeah. And I just need you to know that, like, this is wrecking my heart and God is just doing stuff. So I just, I honor you in that. So, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, let's pray. I encourage you to come forward. We may... We may, uh, your activation may look like praising the Lord and worshiping while Cody plays piano. Your, your activation might be to share a testimony with someone here. Your activation may just be gazing upon Jesus. It might be reading, sitting and reading the Bible or it might be praying for other people. But in any situation, whatever it is the Lord is asking you to do today, I just ask you to, to ask him. So let's ask the Holy Spirit. And if you'd like to come forward, please do so. Let's uh, respond with surrender to you. Jesus, we just surrender to you. We quiet our hearts. We don't, we don't just want to hear the word and then, like, like we're looking in a mirror, walk away and forget what it was. We want to be a hearer and a doer of the word. So God, you say over and over again, all throughout your word, to trust you. God, I just pray that in every heart that you would that you would grow us up to trust you more, to be like little children who aren't worried, but little children that trust your face, that trust your words, that trust your smile, that trust the way you carry yourself, God. God, we surrender moments of worry. We surrender thoughts of worry. We surrender the fear of man. We surrender uh, lies that we've perpetually believed about you or other people. We surrender bitterness, Lord. God, we, we let go of bitterness to trust you. You knew that forgiveness was the anecdote that would give us a loving heart to trust, that trusting you and, and forgiving our brother, forgiving our sister would actually be life-giving and that holding on to offenses would only kill our heart. So God, we just release bitterness towards our brothers, bitterness from our sisters. If there's any of that in our heart, we just decide and we choose with the power of the Holy Spirit, help us to let it go. Help us to forgive. Help us to trust you, God. We trust you, And our heart is helped 
We just invite your peace to come. Guard our heart and our mind, Lord. God, what you say about us is true. What you say about you is true. Death has no longer any power over us. You conquered the grave. You rose again. Your resurrection power is in us. So God, we just take a few minutes to just trust you more. Just pray, just pray, trust, just ask. He is faithful and just. He is faithful. He is confident. He is trustworthy. Another way to grow our trust and our faith is to remember the deeds of the Lord. In Psalm 70, it says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. This is something I go back to all the time. I will meditate on the deeds of the Lord. If that means that you start with Moses parting the Red Sea to remember something good that God has done, and then you go to the cross, and then you start remembering like, oh, that time I didn't have money for that bill, and I thought for sure I wasn't going to be able to pay my rent. I randomly guessed the right amount of M&Ms in the jar and got $50 off my rent. You know, like, that's a true story that happened in my life. <laughs> but that, that's not a coincidence. Um, so as we stand here, and as, instead of just trying to conjure up more trust and belief, I just encourage you to meditate on the deeds of the Lord um, the things that happened when you were in distress and you sought him. Your ways are holy, God. What God is as great as our God. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you, God. The waters saw you and wreathed. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water. The heavens resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quake. Your path led through the sea. Your way through the mighty waters. Though your footprints were not seen, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Yeah. We're just going to take like five or 10 minutes and we're just going to do a myriad of things. If you're going to pray, I encourage you to pray. If you're going to pray over others, 
do it. Get activated. Trust in the Lord. Grow in faith. And I'm also going to just keep the mic open if you have a testimony that you want to share. We're just going to build each other up. We're going to magnify the name of the Lord. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to pray. Thank you, Michael. It was really good for me today, too. I felt the same as Jerry in many ways. Um, So I'm going to try to keep this really short. (sighs) Praise the Lord. I'm almost in my second trimester of pregnancy. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Um, I think most of you know we had a miscarriage back in May. And um, I thought as soon as I got pregnant again, like, fears would just kind of go away. Be like, okay, Lord, thank you so much for this new baby. And um, the first few weeks of pregnancy were hard. I was just, like, waiting for something to go wrong. And I knew that wasn't the heart I was supposed to have. I didn't know how else to, like, be excited. And um, I really feel like the Lord helped me move from that to just be like, okay, God, I trust you. Like, this is good. Like, I'm not worrying. Like, this is your this is your life, and you've given it to me for now, so thank you for every week. Um, and I was just telling Anna on Friday night, she was asking me, how are you doing? And I was like, in general, really good. I'm like, not struggling with fear. Like, I'm more prone to be fearful if I get sick or something happens. I'm like, oh, no. But it's not like a constant feeling I have. And then um, that night, I had a terrible dream. <laughs> and it really messed with my heart. And basically, I told Gabe, I was like, Gabe, I had a dream we miscarried again. It was just terrible. <laughs> and since then, like, I've just struggled with fear more. And... um. So, Michael, like, your words are just really speaking to me to continue to um, praise and thank the Lord for this life and to ask him to show me how not to live in fear. And um, it was really cool. Just a few moments ago, I feel like the Lord revealed to me what he was doing through the dream. Because I actually, in the dream, I didn't miscarry again. I was afraid I was and for various reasons. But um, my heart responds immediately. was like, I trust you, God, in the dream, because that's where I was the first time. And that's why it felt terrible, because it was like, this is it again. But I feel like God's like, no, like, the enemy may have been trying to create fear in you in the dream, but this was your heart response, even in your dream. This is what I want from you. Like, the dream never ended. I never got to see what happened, but the Lord, I feel like, just spoke to me, like, you don't know what's going to happen, but I want you to trust me. And it's, and it's scary, because you just don't know. But, yeah, so... There's that. <laughs> um, you can pray for me that the Lord would continue to work trust in me because I want that. And I feel like it's definitely been a, a strong place the enemy has been using dreams or whatever to, like, yeah, make me not trust the Lord with everything in me. But I'm thankful for the, what the Lord's doing today and what he's going to do tomorrow in my heart. Awesome. Do you want prayer right now? Do you want a few people to come? Let's have a few people just come and surround Eliza and pray for her.
There's one more place of activation I want to throw out, and then I'm going to let Michael finish. But I'm not going to keep you here and ask you to do it now, but if you want to, you can. I was just asking the Lord when Michael was like, hey, there's going to be a myriad of ways to, to, to do this. I was like, okay, God, what are you, what are you saying? And I, and I felt like there was a, a moment this week where the Lord took me back to something happened when I was like in like middle school. And I realized there's a fear that that memory um, encapsulated. There was this fear that of like being exposed, of like wanting to be what God wanted me to be, but like living and doing something that like didn't measure up to that. So classically, you know, a lot of times like core lies, you know, one of the core lies I know that I think all of us deal with, especially like men stereotypically will deal with this thing of like, hey, do I measure up? And I feel like, you know, I was in the middle of praying through this and someone comes up and said, hey, can you pray with me? It's like God's dealing with me about pride. And I'm like, <clears throat> another way of activation is repentance. And I just feel like there are places that I became aware of this week that I didn't even realize I was like dealing with where sometimes it presents itself as diligence. You know, like I'm gonna be really diligent to make sure that I, do all the things I'm supposed to be, but really that's fueled from a place of pride, of making sure that I'm not exposed. And that's not trust. We should be diligent. I love Proverbs 4. Some translations translate that word as vigilant and some translate it as diligent. And those words kind of feel differently to me, but they really have a lot of similarities. But like that comes from a place of trust. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah? And so I just like, I'm saying personally, this morning as I think about what it looks like for me to be activating in this area, I woke up this morning with this song that Cody's playing in my heart about not leaning on my understanding. My God, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> because it just seems like my understanding is the only thing sometimes it makes sense to lean on. But then I just think about how much bigger God is than my understanding. And so I'm activating by repenting to you guys that there are places that God is dealing with me right now where I have an irrational fear of being exposed as not enough. And in that irrational fear, there are places where I can, instead of dealing with that fear, try to outdo it. Does that make sense? I'm gonna outdo it and make sure it's not true in my life. And so I'm trying to disprove lies instead of allowing God's truth to define me. So God, I just confess to you that that's really a place of pride and it's really an evidence of a lack of trust. God, I confess it to you. I confess it to these people that you've called me to walk with. was wrong and sinful. And God, I invite you and I invite others just to speak your truth into that place in my heart. God, that I'll be able to identify areas this week of exercising trust and not trying to rely on myself. God, would you come and break down lies that have 
fed into that? God, so even my repentance wouldn't be like what I think I can do, but my repentance would be because of your kindness leading me there and that there would be good fruit. Yeah, so we're going to, we can conclude here. So if you would like to go or if you would like to talk to other people and stuff, feel free to do that. But I'm going to stay. I'm just going to, Cody and I, is it okay to just play for a little bit more? So we're just going to play here, or he's going to play, and I'm just going to facilitate for a few more minutes, maybe like 10 or 15 minutes. If you guys want to come and engage, still encourage you to pray. If someone... Uh, pray for other people um, to to praise, to to sing the song or sing your own song, to to share testimony with somebody, um, or to read the Bible. Um, any of those things, we're just going to keep doing that here in this space. I encourage you to to not leave this place without getting active and just asking the Holy Spirit to just highlight one one of those things that you can do. Maybe you haven't gotten up and prayed for someone in a long time. Now's the day to do it, you know? Just saying. That goes for me too, so I'm going to do that. Um, so we're just going to keep praying. Uh, but if you need to go, feel free to go. If you want to talk and socialize, you can, you can do that on the outskirts. All right. You are dismissed.